Hey, Brad. Hey, how's it going? Hey, guess what I saw today? The sun. Spring is back. What comes after spring? Summer. That means it's golf season and planning for faster, efficient hydration is essential. Liquid IV has you covered while you prep before, power through to the back nine, and recover after the round. What are some of your favorite things about Liquid IV? Oh, I like that it's convenient uh, as far as the packaging. You can throw it right in your golf bag uh, for our sake, but you can also work it in your daily routine. It makes you feel good. You know, and the flavors are tremendous. You got my personal favorite, lemon, lime, a couple new flavors, sea berry, strawberry, lemonade, Concord grape, which I do want to try. But all those flavors, man, those are, those are tremendous. And not to mention, one stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. In those 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting, they contain five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks made with premium ingredients that are non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Not only that, to date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. So here's the deal. You're going to get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our personal promo code CARTDRINKS at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code CARTDRINKS at liquidiv.com. Rolling hot here. Car drinks episode number 37 coming to you live in the virtual studio once again. This time on a Tuesday night. Usually we do Mondays, but we're on Tuesdays. But we are we are back. We're rolling, running hot a little bit. Myself, Brad, and we're rolling with Jake here. Another two-man crew. Max is unavailable tonight on due to some uh circumstances beyond his control. But we'll hope to get him back next week, Jake. How we feeling this evening? Feels good to be back. Glad I don't have to phone in this time. No, I'm I'm excited. Can't believe we're at episode 37. I know I say that every week, but one one in front of the other. We're almost to 40 episodes already. It's uh, times flying by. I remember when we hit 20. It, it was an eventful week. Had probably the biggest golf tournament of the year. Easter, a lot going on. Gonna miss Max tonight, but hope he takes care of things, and we'll see him soon. That's right. Don't have to phone a friend on this episode. Maybe we might call someone for the uh, guest pick, though, for the RBC coming up. I'll text Brandon. We might just have to run it back again. Had a had a nice picked up some points for the guest pool, which we'll get, which we'll touch on in a few moments here. But man, it's uh, yeah, it was a very eventful weekend in the golf world. And uh, weather's warming up up here in Michigan in the Midwest. Hopefully it stays. It's been about 70, touching 80 degrees here. On, I don't know if you want to say unseasoned, uns- unseasoned weather, unseasonable. How would, how would you say that? Unseasonally? Yeah, that's probably right. Unseasonally warm the last couple of days. So we're yeah. ramping up. We're getting ready. We're getting ready for a little bit of golf. Masters just wrapped up. Another golf tournament coming at you again this week in RBC Heritage. And a couple other updates here from the Cartrinks crew. Jake, how are we feeling about the weather? Are you getting ready for golf season? 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm know. pumped. I'm pumped. You know, I can't believe it. I don't like to speak too soon because watch, we'll get we'll get a week of seventy to eighty, and then out of nowhere next week, we'll, it'll be pissing rain sideways, and it'll turn to slush. But no, happy it's here. It seems like it's early this year. I don't know why, because our winter wasn't that bad. But I feel like it's going to be a hot summer just by how, how much it's warming up and how quick. So I'm excited. I actually got out and got to play my first round uh, last minute, unplanned. Uh, my brother's foursome. One guy backed out and asked me to go out. I shot a 91. It was either oh, 90 first. or 91. Yeah. First of the year, huh? Yeah. 91 I, spot? I surprised myself. Um, I was hit. I was actually hitting the ball pretty well. I'm still struggling with the driver a little bit. My drives are, uh, it's either a nice baby fade or the slice comes out of nowhere. So we still got work to do there. But my iron shots were all straight, just a little fat still. So I had to club up on a lot of shots just to compensate for it. So going to work on that. But I'm happy with where the, the swing is just to start since we haven't played in so long and really didn't get to do much through the winter, didn't hit the range much. So just got to try and keep it on cue and don't fall into the bad old habits. And hopefully I can keep my swing the way it is. It's a long season, huh? Yeah. I mean, I know that that comment can go one of two ways. Either Jake's going to go back to shooting 115 or uh, <laughs> Jake's going to break 90. Is it is it all uphill from here or all downhill? it's hard to say i don't want to speak too soon but i know just one day when my kids golf and they tell me i'll be like i used to i used to golf uphill both ways back and forth every course all right i don't want to hear none of this i don't want to hear none of this <laughs> that'll be my crutch to lean on so i'm i'm gonna I, I took a different approach and it's honestly pretty much what you you taught me when I first started golfing. Just take the more relaxed approach and stop overthinking my swings. And I, I think it helped that it was the first round, so you don't have the anxiety of last round. I was shanking every shot. Keep that uh, that front arm tight and uh, take nice, easy swings and just improve every time. I think that, that might be my ticket this year. That's what it's all about, though. You versus the course, huh? You versus yourself? Yeah, it's, I mean... I don't. I mean, I, I know most people that listen to this are golfers. Um, maybe not all our friends overseas. I don't know if they golf. We haven't got to talk to them yet. But it's uh, golf is more mental than what people think, and it's it sounds stupid, but I feel like it's taking about my third and a half year in, fourth year in, to realize that even more. It's more about controlling the mental game once you start to get your swing down. I feel. I agree with that. Speaking of overseas viewers or listeners. We had a little following in Germany, huh? Shout out Guten, to those Germans out there. Guten Tag. <laughs> or what are they? Prost. Maybe one day we'll get them to come up here and uh, we'll take them down to the Bavarian Inn or up to the Bavarian Inn in Frankenmuth, show them around. <laughs> nice, chick, nice chicken dinner and that seasoning. You know what would be funny is like they probably want to come here just to experience America and we <laughs> take them straight back to where it's exactly like they're from. What do you guys think? You know, it's probably... It's it's like Americanized too, so they'll be like kind of pissed about it. Oh, it's all wrong, I guarantee it. The only thing that would that would uh make sense would be the uniforms that the waiters and waitresses wear up there. The uh, Pinocchio outfit. <laughs> Big Pinocchio. And that's a rough gig though, man. Imagine like yeah, I got a job at Bavarian Inn. 
I got to wear this outfit every day. Imagine having to wear that in the winter, especially in a Michigan winter when it gets <laughs> sub-zero, like having to run into the door. Oh, my God, my shift's about to start, like, running from the car. Those shorts. Oh, man. I can't even I love imagine. that place. That chicken, chicken seasoning, so good. Yeah, every time you go, I always ask you to steal more from me. <laughs> Coming right up. Man, just that, pounds, pounds and pounds of meat and chicken coming oh, at you. That, was, that family style. Don't get me wrong; it was delicious when you guys took me, but man, that was that was rough <laughs> on my stomach. That was too much. That's a meal you just got to mentally prepare yourself for, and just like circle on the calendar and prepare. Because man, if you just say, oh, "Let's go to Frankenmuth, get a chicken dinner," it's it's not the way to go. You it's have like, to have a plan. You got to fast for like six days. You can fit all that chicken down. It, it's like Thanksgiving minus all the sides, but mix in summer barbecues on top of it with the chicken. Even I know it's not fried barbecue chicken, but you know what I mean? You're mixing in. It's just 80 different kinds of meat. They're throwing everything at you. Yeah, it's like when your mom has the party and buys way too much food for everybody and there's six tubs of food left over and it's there oh. a month later. You're still you're still questioning if it's still good or not. Oh, and you can't not eat it because then it'd be a waste of money for them. <laughs> but so you you get an ear beating about that. All this food we have in the fridge, and you want you want something else. Like, yeah, I've been eating coleslaw tubs of Gordon's coleslaw for three weeks now. <laughs> Gordon's coleslaw, gross. You gotta get the chicken shack coleslaw. You know what? I like their coleslaw, but I don't like how how thin it's sliced. It's like those little cubes. I like oh, the longer the pieces. Oh, I like. I don't like no, any. The- I don't like any kind of food. I can't pick up with a fork. Like if I pick it up and it keeps falling through and it's just pissing me oh, off you the can whole pick time. It up with a fork. Yeah, it's not the same. No, it's it's probably one of the easier ones to scoop up with a fork. It's too. Uh, it's too fine. I like no, the long, longer strips. That's no, crazy. It's the best coleslaw you can ever get. Just give me a full cabbage and some coleslaw dressing. I'll just pour it on top of that and bite oh. it like an apple. You know the people that eat the coleslaw with like no dressing on? It's the dry coleslaw. It's disgusting. I don't understand that. I'm glad you brought that up because one time we <laughs> one time we went to the Tigers game and we had like a package ticket through my dad's work when we were younger and like so we got like hot dogs and chicken fingers and stuff and like yeah coleslaw and we love coleslaw but they gave us it was like a Dixie cup just full of dry cabbage and I remember I looked at Joey I was like what the hell is this terrible. Feels like you're. Ch- I don't. How can I describe what it feels like you're chewing on? It's just like gritty against your teeth. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not about that. That's that's just ridiculous. It's like dry, chewing on shoe clothes. rubber. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. Someone forgot to buy the dressing, so they just serve it anyway. Yeah, this will do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just getting back. Getting back. Getting back to golf. Uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to get out, man. It's uh It's time. It's, 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 every day is getting better. We have actually have the first week, the first Sunday golf league this Sunday in Romeo, Sunday morning scramble golf league. Um, teamed up with Dennis this year. Cam is actually subbing though this Sunday because Dennis is working. So me and Cam running it back for the first week, at least one time this year, maybe more. So I'm excited about that. Excited to see Cam, a former guest, and will be future guest too, friend of the pod. But I'm excited to get out, man. It's uh, 
It's been too long. I've hit the range one time. I'm trying to going to try to go before next Sunday if I can if I can get there. Luckily, it's right down the street from the house. So yeah, hopefully the weather holds and uh, we can get out there and smack a few balls around. Hit that, pull that new three iron out. We've been waiting all year for three iron, new driver, new sixty degree. I still got to change over my bag from the old one, so I'm going to find time to do that too. Man, it's really snuck up on me. I feel like it's coming quick. Summer's coming quick this year. It's it's. I just feel like I mean, I know that comes with age. We're another year older. Time moves faster, but man, I just feel like the summer's just creeping in, and I don't want it to happen fast. I want it to slow down. Because once it's over, then we're going to be bitching about the same stuff. It's cold. The Lions blew it again. It's yeah, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah, it'll it'll come, it'll come and go like everything else. But you know, it's going to be nice. A lot of golf planned for the summer. A lot of tee times. A lot of rounds. Maybe multiple rounds in a day. Who knows? Yeah, we got to get out for the first cart drinks round. We do. We really do. Got to get out for the first cart drinks round and. Get our new hats out there. New hats are in. I know we've been talking about it for a while. Not every not everyone can see us, but Brad's got one on right now. Credit to Brad though. Brad was dealing with the company to get it done. It took a couple weeks, but uh new hats are in. Brad, why don't you tell us a little bit more about them? Yeah, the hats are great, man. They they fit nice, snap back, got a little rope on them, a few different colors, very limited supply. So once you see them, we're gonna post about them. And get yours. Uh, stay tuned to the car drinks Instagram, but yeah, they came out really nice. We have, uh, well, like I said, we'll post some pictures, but we have like a Royal blue, a gray, um, Navy and a white, and they all have rope, you know, the, the rope on it, with the snapback, same, same type of hat, same style, same logo, just different colors, but yeah, they look really nice and I can't wait to, uh, you know, get them out, get them out to people and. And hopefully get some more. But yeah, it's glad we made it work. Get, get them out there before the season uh, kind of ramps up to full speed. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we got to get them out there soon. Fellow bald people like myself need to cover their head. I know there's some of you out there. I know there's some of you out there you need a hat. We already got a lot of requests for them. So we're going to post them limited, limited supply now. So snatch them up if you can. And now that we do have the hats, I know we've been saying this for a long time uh, here and there, but we're going to have to do the the giveaway that we've been talking about. And we're actually going to be giving away a card drinks hat, a card drinks lid. So stay tuned again to the Instagram. We're going to be doing a, a giveaway, a contest, and you can get yourself a free card drinks hat if you uh, participate. So a little motivation there for you. And uh, yeah, support the old, Cart drinks boys out on the course this year. They're nice hats. They're uh they're like that dry fit material. So you don't have to worry about any cotton cotton hats getting stained or anything like that. If it rains, it should be good in the rain too. But yeah, they're gonna they're gonna hold up. They're good quality. We didn't go cheap on these ones for you. We want only the best for the cart drinks faithful out there. Not only that, I will say too, Brad did a good job shopping around because uh, usually when you get a hat from somewhere, like some kind of fundraiser or something, it's usually like a melted on logo that peels off after three wears. Every, it's stitched on. It says cart drinks stitched on, quality material, like you said, nice and lightweight, performance material. It's a, it's a good hat. I'm not just saying that because it's ours. That's right. You could have one. 
stay tuned. We're going to get those out. We'll get pictures out, the whole nine yards. But, yeah, exciting, exciting times up in the, the car drinks world here with the hats. And then, uh, yeah, get yourself some liquid IV while you're at it too. Code car drinks, 20% off. That's code car drinks, 20% off. Liquidiv.com. Everybody knows you got to hydrate. We all do. Use that code. Don't be dumb. Save some money. Well, uh, speaking of golf season, biggest tournament of the PGA, and I guess live season now, um, the biggest tournament, you know, for uh, PGA and live golfers just just happened this weekend, this past weekend, at a place called um, Augusta, Georgia. Is that right? I, I believe so. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, the Masters down in Augusta with John Rahm coming from uh, almost coming from behind on the last day and and overtaking Brooks Kepka who who choked the the final round away for the final round and a half, I guess I should say. And uh, he wants to blame the pace of play and everything, but you know, just winners win and. A PGA pro took this one, took uh, taking down a live guy. But what what a uh, what were your thoughts on on the Masters? Did you watch a lot of it? Did you see it? Yeah, I pretty much watched every round, obviously in bits and pieces. When you're during the day, you can't see everything. But uh, I th- I thought it was a good tournament. I thought it was a good Masters. I, I was uh, for selfish reasons hoping it would have got rained out another day, so we could have just got another day of the Masters. But got through it. Um, it wasn't as close as some of the recent tournaments as I would have liked it to be. It was still on the edge. I don't want to say it wasn't tight, but you know how some of those ended where there was only a one-stroke lead, things like that. It was it was fun to watch. There was so many players that were creeping up. You had Victor Hovland, who was playing really well. Um, that guy that really stood out to me was that amateur Sam Bennett. Yeah. I couldn't couldn't believe how well he played. Yeah, he was in... I think the third round was he in like the last pairing or the last group of like Kepka, Rom, and then and then Bennett. Yeah, because I want to say he was like seven under to start that. He fell off, unfortunately, but the fact that he played that well as an amateur—not that you're an amateur means that you're not good—but we know they don't have the experience on the tour. They're not playing these courses all the time, and they're not playing the best talent in the world all the time. He just didn't seem to be phased by it. Um, a lot of people were saying he was arrogant about a comment he made that he feels like he belongs there and this course isn't that hard to him, but I, I didn't take it that way. He seemed, he still seemed humble the way he said it. I took it as he was just a very confident player and I, I thought he was fun to watch. He had a massive homecoming back when he got back to college. It was, it was cool to see somebody like that. And for a minute I was pulling for him. Like, you know, I, I want, you know, some of these other guys to win for selfish reasons, but it'd be cool to see him win. For sure, man. I mean, could you imagine an amateur winning the Masters? That'd be crazy. Well, it'd be, has that ever happened? I don't even know. I want to say no, but, you know, there might be some, like, random one back in, like, 1920 or something, if it even goes back that far. <laughs> like Stevie Ricketts Johnson or something, you know, like somebody, like, yeah, random. Somebody, like, Everybody withdrew except like this one amateur and he won by default or something. Bartholomew <laughs> Thoreau, one of those old names, like some guy you never yeah. heard of. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> back, back when they were building Augusta, it was like the the first course around or something. Well, and you know, side note, like for him, I was I didn't know that. Well, I should have known this just because he's in college. He wasn't allowed to take his payout, so I don't know where that money goes. I know I, I'm sure he has an NIL deal, mm-hmm. but I was. I would be, I would be, I mean, it's not just about the money, but you make it that far. Who knows where your career is going to go? I think it's kind of silly. I, I was surprised that he wasn't allowed to take any money. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he was able to like have them donate it somewhere or I'm sure he's doing just fine. Like you said, with the NIL and everything. So it is what it is. I mean, it's the guy almost, you know, made a run at winning the masters. I think that's pretty sweet. I, yeah, I do too. I mean, I wish they would just let, if you're going to let him play in the tournament, let him at least take something. But at the end of the day, I don't think we're going to see the end of him. I think he's going to be back, um, which makes me excited because it's somebody young who's competing with those guys who's really only got college experience. Experience. Uh, it, it, it was exciting, and I, I, think, I think he'll be back, obviously. Yeah, there's so many different storylines too from the tournament. I mean, you had you had out of the top five uh, top five golfers, and at the end of the day, three of them were live golfers, which take it for what it's worth. But uh, it was just good to see those guys back playing. You know, the world's top golfers all back playing again together and competing. I mean, I don't, we've we've talked about the live, but I mean, you can't. Who cares about the drama or whatever you want to talk about? It was just awesome to see those guys back, including dude. Phil was tied for second. Dude, Phil <laughs> went t- off. Phil's tied know. for second, dude. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I know I was one of his biggest critics in the past, and I, you know, there's things he's done that I still don't like, and I did get annoyed at him for a while. But I'm going to give credit where credits due, I and mean, he's a three time champion, so it's not like. It's a massive surprise, but I was shocked. He was on yeah, fire. Was I think he shot like six under on the third day or something. He was seven under on round four, eight under total. Man, like he, I, I, I enjoyed it. And then part of me, like part of me, was rooting for him. I'm like, you know, it'd be cool if he won again. That's four green jackets. Um, for me this year, it was a lot of. There was a lot of guys that I liked at the top it was one of those situations even jordan spieth too he crept up there he almost came back it was just a little too late for him because you know his first two rounds but he crept all the way back i thought it was i thought it was a good finish yes spieth made a run um the only guy i didn't like in the top five was patrick reed for uh you know (laughs) oh i forgot about him doesn't need need patrick reed we don't like him but yeah, he's. I don't think anybody likes that guy. Yeah, I don't think anybody does either. It's hard because. Go ahead, my bad. No, I was just gonna run down some of the names and stuff, but yeah, Phil Brooks made his comments about the pace and Patrick Cantley's pace before him, which is. I'm no. I don't know. I wasn't really buying into it. He was leading pretty much the whole tournament and then choked it away. Uh, happy for John Rahm, like you said. I would have. I would. I was kind of rooting. F- for Rom to kind of collapse a little bit, so potentially have like a, a playoff 
at the Masters with Phil involved, but Rom kept the foot on the gas and uh, you know did what he had to do to win. So happy for him. None of my bets hit. The only bet that would have hit that I didn't bet on, which I said to do, was Victor Hovland top ten. He was tied for seventh. So if you bet on Victor Hovland top ten, good for you. Um, I should have listened to myself. Good red <laughs> should, money. Should have listened to myself. That's like the second time I. I had a bet on the table that I didn't actually take. So that's disappointing. But yeah, the other thing I had was Rory missing the cut, but Freddie Couples making the cut and not finishing last at the Masters, even though he was plus nine, he didn't finish last uh, after making the cut. So could you imagine if Fred Couples came back and won? Oh, I, I would have been great. It's funny because like, I usually, no matter who it is, if somebody comes back from a big deficit, I always end up slightly rooting for them, even if they're playing against the guy I picked to win. You just like to see an underdog story and, you know, how hard golf is to see somebody do that. And then on top of it, Freddie Couples being as old as he is, you know, he's been there before, obviously, and, you know, it was was the end, but he made the cut. He didn't take last place. I mean, he actually golfed pretty well. Like, I mean, well, he golfed really well. I hate to say that because those guys are just on a whole nother level. But for his age to compete with those guys, not get last place, make it that far, I mean, I, it would have been great if he won. Can you imagine? I mean, over four rounds, nine over at his age. I don't even know how old he is. He's got to be up there. Uh, let's see. Where'd he go? Bear with me. Uh, Fred Couples, he is he's 63 years old and, and just shot nine over over four rounds at, <laughs> at, at Augusta. That's crazy. I Playing thought it was great. ball, too. Yeah, I know when I saw that. Jake's I was like, special. Wow. No, it's Joey. <laughs> Joey's always using those... Those red balls that he said are, <laughs> yeah. says are easier to see, but they're not no, they're easier not. to see. They're way harder <laughs> to see. Those red Callaway matte finish balls. They are, especially if they're in a deep rough. You can't even like find it anywhere. Yeah, it's impossible. But I mean, he was he was playing it with style. And what I mean is, he tied with Tiger Woods still for most cuts made at the Masters now. Uh, I couldn't honestly tell you. Maybe. Yeah, because I think it's tw- 23 cuts in a row they've made. Or maybe not. Well, maybe Fred Couples isn't in a row, but it's 23 total. But Tiger's at 23 now. Which Tiger made it by the skin of his teeth, though. He got lucky JT bogeyed on the yeah. way in. Yeah. Speaking of Tiger, man, he did not look good. That last round, he looked like he was hurting. So, I don't know. You think it's it's that might be the, the end or the beginning of the end for him? I know I'm always optimistic about him. He, the thing was, though, I mean, he he didn't shoot. It's not like he shot five under and then fell apart. I mean, he was he was two over. I think he got as high as three over and then got back down to two over. That lat what that round they made up. Um, obviously made the cut. And then, you know, to me, the fact that he was only two over when there was guys like you got guys like Bubba Watson and I know DJ made the cut, but they're finishing eight over. If he wouldn't have got the plantar fasciitis going into the last his last round before he withdrew, 
I mean, if he would have even shot even, and you know, he takes you know in the twenties, I I would I I would be surprised, but I would be excited because he's a shell of his former self. But the go through all that stuff, your legs crushed. And we can talk in circles about it because I know we talked about it before. But he's had so many injuries and surgeries. He would have did better than Freddie Couples, in my opinion, with the way he was playing. Um, granted, Freddie's older, but just for somebody with those amount of injuries and pain, I feel like they're on the same level now. Yeah, he, I mean, he looked bad. I think most of us saw him in the rain and the, the shitty weather and trying to, oh. trying to just play through. Um, I mean, even the, was it the last year when he came back and played? He was kind of hobbling, walking the course. But still, uh, I mean, still played pretty well. So I don't know if the weather has to do with anything like that. But, yeah, it was it was rough to see. I didn't see too much of his play. But what I did see, yeah, he, uh, he was in pain, man. And I, I don't know if – I don't know if he'll be able to, to come back and even just golf in a tournament with the way he looked. I mean, I'm sure – I'm sure he will – and he'll try it as best as he can, and he won't, you know, unless he absolutely cannot, like, walk on the, you know, on his leg or whatever, his foot. But I think as long as he feels semi-okay, I think he'll be out for uh, at least some of the majors in the next year or two. Unfortunately, fortunately, I agree. Um, I will, I mean, I will say he didn't, He's not the tiger of old, which we haven't seen in a long time anyway, but he was, I mean, he was hitting the greens. He was hitting a lot of greens on regulation, but his problem was he was leaving himself with like 20 foot putts. He wasn't sticking it close to the pin. He wasn't, you know, six feet and out. If he could have did that a little more, who knows, maybe he would have finished better. Granted, he didn't withdraw, but it's just, yeah, it's not the same tiger. And it, I think it's just a hard reality to accept. Yeah, we'll have to see see how it goes if he uh, if he can recover and make it out. I'm just thinking, like, imagine imagine all the stuff. At least the 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 car accident a couple of years ago. Like, imagine if that didn't happen. If all this stuff off the course didn't happen. Imagine how how you know, I guess how how much of his normal self and how how good he would still be if if you just erase all that stuff and he just still you know, continued as he was before all of these things happened to him, especially the car accident. I think he'd still be probably destroying a bunch of people in golf. I think he would have, I think he would have beaten, I mean, not even, I'll go as far back as the first scandal with his wife and then getting hit in the head with a nine iron. Um, Hate when that happens. That doesn't help, but it's the worst. That is the worst. I think of his momentum was so strong at that point in time that I think he probably would have beat Jack Nicholas in majors. I really do. If he could have kept playing like he was, he didn't get injured like he did. He didn't have multiple knee surgeries. He didn't have to get back surgery. He didn't get addicted to opioids. He could have stayed away from the women a little bit and just, you know, stayed focused. But I mean, it's always going to be one of those what if stories. He's still a legend. Um, he's still a top three golfer of all, all time, in my opinion. It's just, I don't think the scandals helped him. It's too much distraction when you're all over the press. Then you get in a car accident later on. 
crush your leg. And it's just one thing after another with the guy. It's 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 hard. And then right before this tournament, he has another scandal again. He kicks his girlfriend out of the house. Well, he didn't really kick her out of the house. Said they were going on vacation, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I just feel like he's just constantly getting in some kind of situation that screws up any momentum that he has. Who knows what could happen? But you know, I just want. I think if you know a lot of this stuff was avoided, he still would be out there with the best of them. And I mean, it's not like it's not like he played bad. He just you know he's banged up and just everything. <laughs> so I'm just thinking like when he gets this random thought like when he gets older. Imagine him going on the senior tour and just dominating those guys if he can still play. <laughs> Dude, I don't – with the way he's playing, though, some of those senior tour guys are like Bernhard Langer and that Miguel Menez. Like those guys – like I mean, I don't know how they would do against PGA Tour players, but those guys still go off. So it's like if he goes, I wonder if he'll go in and kill everybody or if he'll still have a hard time because he's, he's not on track to anywhere how, you know, how great he was. To me, it was like one of those sad stories because you want you're pulling for him no matter what tournament it is. But even just watching him limp around, hit some of his shots, and limp around, hobble on his leg, it's it's watching your your hero decline, and I think that's the hardest part. Yeah, I mean he's been so good for so long, and so many so many wins, and and now now this. So I mean, he knew it was going to come to an end, but come to an end but we didn't think that all this stuff would happen to him and at the time so we'll see we'll see what happens hopefully he can bounce back and win winning something else and play for a few more years because it's only all it all it takes is lightning to strike that's all it takes I do think there is the greatness. Some people just have it enough to where they can come back and do things. Now he's not going to win every weekend, but part of me still has hope that he'll come back and do it like he did in what, 2019? Yeah. Yeah. Don't remind me of that year. It was annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Overall, overall a good masters. I think wasn't anything crazy with, uh, with like scoring as far as like coming down to the wire I know as much as we like to see that, but um, good for John Rahm. Was that his? That was his first, right? His first green jacket. Yeah, it's yeah. his first Masters. I yeah, no, it was. I hope so, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if we're wrong, then whatever. But I think it is his first. I mean, I know. Uh, part of me was like. I don't I don't care either way, but part of me was kind of pulling for Brooks. He was in regardless of anybody what anybody says about him, he was playing really hot. So the fact that he fell apart like he did, I didn't I didn't think he would like that because of how on he was up until that last round. Yeah. Yeah, this was actually yeah, it was his first Masters win, but it was his fourth this year. So yeah, he's he's on a heater. I think we I think we had a poll a while ago when he won his last tournament asked if he would win I think if we asked if we won a major and most people said yes so he won the biggest major of the year he said we got three more left too yeah it was cool like I said like seeing all the top guys back competing was awesome 
hopefully sometime in the near future we can have more events with those guys together and the live in PGA can form a deal or form some kind of partnership where we can all have them back for almost every tournament because, you know, I like some of these other guys, but, you know, when you get Cam Smith and Dustin Johnson coming back to play, it makes everything better, more fun to watch. I think Dustin Johnson's probably the one I miss the most because – and like when he's on, he's on, and he's really hard to beat. Watching him play, when he won the Masters, he was like twenty under. What this year, Rom finished twelve under, yeah. eleven under. Yeah. Like I know that's eight strokes, and they were showing like past Masters championships. They're between I think like six and thirteen under, and then you got Dustin Johnson at twenty under to shoot twenty under at Augusta when you have all these other guys doing, you know, all these other. I mean, they're great golfers, and they're shoot. They're only shooting like ten to twelve under. Now, not saying only, but it just goes to show you what he can do when he's on. Yeah, I mean, it was also tough because the weather was really bad this week, this weekend. But I get what you're saying. Greg Norman chopped that tree <laughs> down. Yeah, that was crazy too. The tree fell down. Didn't didn't hit anybody either. There was like fifty <laughs> people sitting there too, and then. I, I heard a rumor, and I don't know if it's true or not. There was like a kid that didn't move, and because it was two trees that split. They landed around oh him, gosh. so he was like right in the middle, like a field Could you goal. Imagine that coming. Down I don't know how to you, like, <laughs> just like, all right, well, we should see how it goes, I guess. Oh <laughs> no! Sitting there, I'm just gonna close Dang. my eyes. Right in the middle of a split tree, just like trying to like feel feel yourself, like like. All right, we're good. We're good. You, <laughs> you know how bad that could have been. <laughs> could have been horrible. Somebody could have got killed. Yeah. It's like, tall pine tree what was your favorite part of the masters i don't know there was this kid and uh i don't know the wind picked up next thing i know these two trees are around him we couldn't see him for a second so we thought he was gone for sure i got another beer and then he stood up <laughs> he's fine so it's a hell, me a hell of a story like when he grows up and tells his boys i remember that tree i gotta verify we gotta get that kid on the podcast <laughs> Him and Hasbula, those are our top two uh, requests right now. Our targets. That'd be the worst guest, Hasbula, because he couldn't even can't even speak English. Not only that, he'd probably get up and start punching us or something. Oh, and yeah. then, like after a while, one of all right, all right, that's enough. <laughs> all right, well, what are the points run down after the Masters here? I know we sh- a little shake up because it was double points, but you, you don't all have right. them. I have Let them, me- but. I got them right here. So, because I laid the well, I didn't lay the biggest egg. Thank you, Rory, because Rory couldn't even make the cut. I didn't get any points this weekend, so I'm at ten total points. Brad, you jumped up to the lead with Cam Smith because it was double points. You got two points, pushing you to eleven. Oh, Max with Dustin Johnson got two points, pushing him to eight. And our guest. Going off, got four points because Tony Finau did the best out of all our picks. And that pushes our guests to 10 total. So we got a Brad in first place, a two-way tie for second place between me and the guest. And Max is sitting by himself in third place, third three uh, three points behind tied the lead. For, it's technically tied for fourth, though, right? Or no, he's, four, he's fourth oh, place for fourth. you and uh, the, the guest pool tied for second. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's where we're at. Tomato, tomato, but yeah. 
Poor Weedus AR. Yeah, that was a, that was a nice point shake up there. I, I was at the bottom. I'll say it again. I say it every week. Fate of the week is dead and gone. Not this week. Dead and gone. Shout out to Brandon for the guest pick. Tony Finau getting a couple points up. Bringing the guest pool in a tie for second place. One back from myself, the leader. Incredible. All you guests out there, make sure you call Brandon and thank him because he pushed you guys up there. Moving on to the RBC Heritage this weekend. Hilton Head, South Carolina. Beautiful track, beautiful area, beautiful course, whatever you want to call it. Right on the water. You get that sweet plaid jacket for winning. That's, I kind of want one of those. I might have to take a lesson or two and try to win the tournament. <laughs> could easily just go buy our own, but like just trying to get into the <laughs> tournament just so you can get that jacket. I just want a plaid jacket, all right? You ever seen that jacket? Is it like the Arnold Palmer? No, actually, let it's me like pull a, it up. Because what, Arnold like Palmer? A red and green plaid jacket. It's like, it's Honestly, I like it better than the green jacket the, as far as looks. It looks like a, right now. like a kilt that like a bagpiper would wear. Oh, yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it already. Wearing that to Christmas. <laughs> you, could, you honestly could. Nice turtleneck, nice white turtleneck underneath. Yes. Yeah, no, I like I actually I'm not gonna lie, I do like that better than the master's jacket. It has a little more, little more pizzazz on it. Yeah, it, it it's bold. Very bold. I would wear that. Oh, hundred percent. You're gonna get nothing but attention with that jacket. Absolutely. So do you have uh do you wanna get rid right of the picks? Do you have a pick available for uh RBC Heritage? Yeah, so, I mean, this was a tough one because I feel like the week after the Masters, things get shaken up a lot, but we have so many guys that are consistent right now. So it's like one of those things where you don't know who to pick. But it's a, it's a yeah, sorry, it's a, just real quick, past champion last year, Jordan Spieth, the year before Stuart Sink, and the year before that, Webb Simpson. So... Kind of a, I mean, it's a it's a good field, but I, I think it's a lot. A lot of sleepers can come through and win this one, if you look at the past winners. But go ahead with your pick. Well, Stuart Sink and Webb Simpson. Uh, not that they're not good golfers, but those aren't guys you're seeing on the on the winning end of everything lately. So, goes to show you that anything can happen. But we all know that about golf. Um, you know, based on his play. This weekend, this past weekend, I should say, I'm going to go with Victor Hovland. There you go. Top 10 at the Masters. I like that Top pick. 10. He, he, he. Man, Victor Hovland, I put money on him the last day. It was like the third round. He was in such a good spot to to make a to make a run and win the, the, the tournament. But he didn't he didn't do anything on the fourth round, man. He he had one hole in the front nine. He was he had pars up until the it was like the fourth or fifth hole or maybe sixth hole. I don't know. But then he he double bogeyed and just didn't recover. He was in such a good spot to to have a great fourth round and then just totally fell off. But yeah, he if he can bounce back, then it'll be a nice little point pickup for you there. 
Yeah, I, I need it now because now it's way tighter I than I like. You so. now tonight. <clears throat> and I need you more. I fucking need you more. Shout out to you, man. We should get them to record a an intro song for us or a car drink song. Oh, <laughs> I wonder how much that would cost. The Dan Band. If you guys don't know what the Dan Band is, they played in. It's like a like a spoof, funny, uh, like a this band that writes funny songs, and they're always in. They're in Wedding Crashers, and they're in old school when Frank Tank got married. They were a lot of those old uh, Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn movies. They were <laughs> in the Hangover at the end, and he's he's. <laughs> Seeing Candy Shop by Fifty Cent and talking to the talking to the grandma and flips off the, the old flips off the grandpa. I'll take you to the candy shop. He flips him. The best. The best is when they're dancing at the wedding in old school, and he's like, "What does he say?" Every now and then, I get a little bit. I fucking need you now tonight. Will Ferrell's face. He's like, what? <laughs> he looks at his wife like, what? Oh. And then they sing, they sing you know, Lady uh, by Sticks and, and Vince Vaughn's going <laughs> off. He's like drumming to the end of the song. He's like, you're my, like, you're my lady, Melissa. <laughs> he does those. Uh, he, Vince Vaughn's at the table doing the drumsticks with his hands. Like, <laughs> oh. When they go to the aisle, he's like, Frank, you don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is your last chance to get out of here. And then she comes up with her father and he goes, You're a saint. He like winks at him. <laughs> yeah. Take oh, he says it takes a real man to give give his daughter away. You're a saint. And then winks at him right after he just told his best friend not to marry her at the altar. He played one of the best roles in old school. So good. Owner of Speaker City. <laughs> <laughs> he's like He's like running the the frat for him. Like he he's the one like behind the whole frat idea. All the ideas. <laughs> he's the one that came up with it. I like how Luke Wilson just comes home and he's like, "What's going on here?" And he's like, "We're starting a frat." He goes, "Oh, there he is himself, the Godfather himself." Like, oh, to reach out to the Dan Band and get that song going. That'd be great. You know, my brother-in-law when. Uh, <clears throat> Mac and Natalie were uh, setting up for their wedding. They're deciding between a band and DJ, and Mac was trying to reach out to the Dan band. And my sister said no, but he said he was willing to pay for whatever it cost to get them to come out and play, play a set. That would have been so funny. Could you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Imagine your dad there. They're singing Candy Shop by 50 Cent. Oh, he would have, he subtly would have got pissed because he had, he gets, he's very old school, which it's a good thing. I shouldn't say it like it's a bad thing, but if there's like swearing in front of like women and children, especially, he gets upset. Yeah. Like what, what, one time we were at Shogun and this guy was swearing and we were sitting at the hibachi table and this guy's like, fuck you, fuck you, like talking to his girlfriend and stuff. And my dad, <laughs> My dad finally snaps and goes, hey, hey, try to eat dinner with my family over here. Why don't you knock it off with the language? The guy goes, oh, I'm sorry, sir. And then <laughs> 10 minutes goes by. Now it's all tense. Now we're all nervous. And 
the guy swears again, and my dad snaps, and my dad goes, listen, motherfucker, I'm trying to enjoy dinner with my family, and using foul language like that, and we're all like, wait, wait, wait what? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Ends up swearing himself because he's so pissed off. Oh, I get it. I get it. That's great. I wish I would have witnessed that. That's hilarious. Oh, it's one of the best stories I've ever had. That was when he used to get in a lot of fights, but... <laughs> Him and him and I had that Man. conversation that died down. I can imagine is that guy's that guy's a tank, dude. Your dad's a beast. He could probably still play linebacker for somebody. I don't. He's just I don't. He's just cut from a different cloth. People don't understand. Like you know, because you know him. But like when I describe him to people, like yeah, people don't. He's just very very old school, and he's an old soul. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know how to describe old soul. Yeah. Great great yeah. advice. Great conversations. Very, very wise. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm talking to like a wizard or something. Never know. Never know what he's thinking, but always says the most random, but like interesting things. It's everything's well thought out and put together, but it's like serious. And then out of nowhere, he'll start laughing. And you're like, I thought you were just being serious. Very articulate with his speech too. Great, yeah. ad- great adjectives. Uh, he used to get after it too. The guy's borderline genius, but he used to get oh, after sure. it. Sure, that's why he's such a genius. Been around the block a time or two, huh? Well, a couple blocks to tell you that much. All right, I'm going to give you my pick for RBC Heritage. Yes. Sorry about that. We went on that. No, that's all right. You got Victor Hovland. Good pick. And then we got, for my pick, I'm going to go with Mr. Cameron Young, plus okay. 2,200 odds. And the odds on Victor Hovland are the same. So plus 2,200 for both Victor Hovland and Cameron Young to win it all. And I'm also going to give you another top 20 with Cameron Young for all you people that want to bet out there. I think Cameron Young, top 20 at the RBC Heritage, is going to hit. It's plus 120, so you do have plus odds, and we'll see. I say that now. I'll, I'm, I don't know. I will probably won't bet on it, and it's going to hit because I didn't bet on it, but we'll see. Top 20, Cameron Young. And then we got to get Young Max's pick. We'll reach out to him and see what his pick is. And we also need a guest pick. I was going to call somebody, but I don't know who to call. Should we call Jesse? We could. It's already 1030, though. <laughs> it's kind of late. Wake him up. Wake, wake, him, wake up. him up. Wake him up. I'm sure Brandon's up. Oh, that's probably not a good idea. What was the, wasn't there a movie where he's like, you don't call after after 1030 or you don't call? Or no, it was, it was, Kirby, it was a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where they're like debating on what... <laughs> What time you can call and can't call? There's like a time. There's like a cutoff. It's like it's like ten thirty. Larry David's arguing it's ten thirty, but his agent's wife's arguing it's like nine thirty. And then he's trying to call in the morning, and they keep arguing about what time, what time, like after what time in the morning it's it's acceptable to give somebody a call. Oh man, that was I forgot which season that was, but that was so funny. That's one of the best shows of all. It time. is so underrated. The, it's just like 
it's just so like realistic, like the, the situations that he comes up with and it like he may, stuff you come across day to day and you're like, what the hell? And then you, you like speak up about it and then people think like, act like you're the crazy one for talking about something like that or going <laughs> or saying like the obvious thing. And it's just back and forth and back and forth. It's, it's hilarious. It's I just the stuff that he comes up with, like that episode where uh, Jeff Garland's wife is trying to get... <laughs> him to drive her to the airport for like a flight that's going to be an hour and at the airport's like a half hour away and he's like he's like why are you driving her to the airport he's like ah she wants me to and he's like airport's a half hour away she's flying for an hour why are you driving he's causing a problem yeah yeah. and uh he he instead of jeff garland asking her he goes why are you making him drive you to the airport (laughs) he goes because it's nice he should do it he goes no he shouldn't it's a half hour away. It's your trip anyway. And then <laughs> was she coming back the same day too? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like the she same day. She wants him to go to and see her off, right? <laughs> to see her off to come back the same day. That's what it was. And it was something too. The airport was really close. So it wasn't even like it was a really long yeah. drive. And um, she goes, "He well, he 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 wants to drive me." And uh, he goes, "No, I don't." Yeah. And she goes, "You know, shut the fuck up, Larry." Like she gets mad at him, and then. <laughs> And she goes, he goes, you know why you want him to drive you to the airport? Because you want to make an inconvenience in his day because you have to travel. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Jeff, you drive me to the airport. And he's like, I got to drive you to the airport. <laughs> That's one of the last ones I watched. Yeah. Yeah. He, she wanted him to see her off while she's going to the airport. For She's flying within California there and back in the same day. He's like, oh, you'll be back. You'll be back later. Like, what do you want to see you off for? <laughs> it's funny because it's actually like a true situation oh, that's how like a lot of us would react like are you serious 100 percent. that other episode where larry's getting the satellite dish on the roof fixed and that's when jb smooth is li- living <laughs> yeah. with him and jb it's the <laughs> the cable guy comes to the door and it's like a he's a massively fat guy and jb smooth goes you're gonna let him go on the roof and larry's like well yeah i have to and he goes he goes, that guy's so fucking big, he's going to fall through the roof. You know, the way he talks. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the first day he's there, JV Smooth goes into the freezer, or I can't remember if it's Larry or whatever, but they go in and one of their ice cream bars is missing. And then now they're fighting with each other. And he goes, I know there was five in here. There's only four now. And he goes, I didn't touch your bar. I didn't touch it. And he goes, and then the fat guy walks through the kitchen and goes, I know who yeah. it was. And now they're accusing that guy. Yeah. And then... <laughs> after all that in the the roof the last last part of it larry's laying in bed on his ipad and the guy's up there fixing the dish and he finally falls through the roof into larry's bedroom after all (laughs) yeah and it turns out he did eat the ice cream (laughs) (laughs) oh it's a great it's a tremendous show so many seasons too it i could go on forever the one uh they're getting lunch and that lady you know, she's getting stuff and people are buying her lunch because she keeps saying she's a widow. And Larry calls her out in front of everybody. He goes, your husband died eight years ago. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you and you were divorced. You divorced him. And you're saying you're a widow. <laughs> he goes, your grace period's up. He's like calling her out in front yeah, of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Brutally honest. <It's> so good. <laughs> oh, well, again, picks. Uh, my pick. Cam Young going doubling up on the cams 
this past weekend and this weekend. And then uh, you, Jake, with the Victor Hovland pick. We'll get Max's pick. We'll get a guest pick in there. Maybe a poll on Instagram or something. We'll figure it out. But yeah, uh, anything else you want to add before we uh, seal the deal on uh, number 37 here? No, it was a quick one. It felt quick, but it was a smooth one. Good conversation. Get ready for RBC. Most importantly, thanks. thank you to everyone for the support. Your hats are coming, so be sure to look out for those. Uh, we're going to be posting those soon. And then, uh, yeah, no, we're excited. Yes, sir. Exciting stuff. Car Drinks Podcast, episode 37. That's a wrap. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.